0: you <laughs> South Bay Church, welcome today to the last week of party life. Can you make some noise if you're ready to party today at all three of our campuses? I don't know about South San Jose, but we got some loud folks at North San Jose. South San Jose, can you guys make some noise down there? All right, we can't hear them, but thank you. How about Sunnyvale? Can you guys make some noise over there? Now all three of our campuses together. Ready? On a count of three, one, two, three, let's make some noise. We, we have been having a blast these last six weeks as a church. We've been looking at how Jesus came to party. He came to bring life and joy and peace. And we're going to have fun today as we wrap up the message. Today is going to be a shorter message, but don't get used to it. <laughs> Tell your neighbor don't get used to it because he's a little bit long sometimes. Uh, But it's going to be a great time together. Before I jump into the message, though, I want to let you know next week we're kicking off a brand new teaching series. You'll see a video on that a little bit later. It's called Relationship Goals. And sometimes your goals and my goals or his goals and her goals, they don't really line up. But God has some goals for our relationships. And we're going to talk about how do we experience more of what he intends in our relationships. We want to help you succeed and thrive in every relationship that you have, so be back for that. But I also wanna make sure that you know next week as we kick off that series, one of God's relationship goals is that we would love each other, that we would love each other with the different colors of skin and ethnicity that we have in our country, and what we have been seeing in our nation over this last week is unacceptable, it's intolerable. The way that people are being treated because of the color of their skin and their ethnicity, And for those of us who are followers of Jesus, we need to take a stand together. We need to say that every nation, every tribe, every tongue was created by God. It's not an accident. And look around you at all of our campuses. Look to your left and look to your right. What you will see is you will see people who are from Asia. You'll see some from South America. They're loud. You'll see some from India. You'll see people from Africa, Europe. You'll see every ethnicity represented in this church. And for people who are white supremacists, they're going to hate heaven. They're going to hate heaven because surrounding the throne of God is every color of skin that God has created. And he deeply, deeply loves every nation, tribe, and tongue. And so when you look around you, what we need to be able to do as a church is rejoice that as the world's out there hating each other, we're on the inside in here loving each other, loving each other in spite of our differences, ethnicity with our ethnicities, and is celebrating the fact that that's the way that God wants it to be. I really believe that what we see in this church is what God wants. He wants us to be together. So next week, we're going to have a love rally. I got off on a tangent there. We're going to have a love rally, and we're going to promote diversity as a church, and we're going to talk about how we can be ministers of reconciliation when we kick off that series. So be back for that, and we're, going to, we're really going to take a stand together as a church about what God cares about. Sound good? Yeah. All right. Now, with that being said, as we jump into our Last message, I'm a little bit sad about this Party Life series coming to a close. What I want to do is I want to frame for you why, again, this party idea is so huge. And when we go outside today at all of our campuses and we baptize, I want us to see baptisms through a different lens today. I know that some of you, you're taking that step, and this is a huge step. There's some fear. I know that some of you, you're wrestling through. Maybe even today, you're going to say, I'm going to be baptized. You've been putting it off. Today's the day to do it. But there's something significant to be realized in moments like this when we celebrate baptisms because there's a perspective that heaven has on our situation that's often different than the way we see our reality. And today, I want you to look with me at a passage of scripture in Luke chapter 15. I want to encourage you to turn in your Bible there. And we want to see today heaven's perspective on people's lives being changed. Now, if you've been with us, you'll remember that so much of the criticism that Jesus endured was around the fact that he spent time with sinners and tax collectors. Really, which means he spent time with ordinary, irreligious people like you and me, people whose lives are broken, people who don't have it all together. We're not trying to act like we got it all together. That's who Jesus was drawn to. And so much of what happened in his life was the religious leaders, I think, in a lot of ways felt insecure. So it's a lot easier when somebody's insecure rather than owning their insecurities. They just try to point out what they think somebody else is doing wrong. So they're pointing out the fact that they think Jesus is wrong and spending time with all these sinners and tax collectors. In Luke chapter 15, we pick up this story. And I want you just to see Jesus' response because I think he responds way better than I would have and way better than a lot of people do. He responds to their, their hatred and their criticism with this story. It says, now the tax collectors and sinners were all drawing near to Jesus, wanting to be with him. He was so filled up with love that they were drawn to him. And the Pharisees and scribes grumbled, saying, this man receives sinners and tax collectors. He eats with them. He parties with them. He has meals with them. We don't like the fact that Jesus is spending time with these people. And Jesus launches into a story. It's a parable. You may have heard it before. And he makes this statement. He says, what man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he has lost one of them, does not leave the 99 in the open country and go after the one that is lost until he finds it. Now, just out of curiosity, how many of you have ever lost a sheep at all three of our campuses? Just raise your hand up high, maybe on a video game, but not in real life, because we just don't have sheep. So a better way to understand it is maybe like losing a phone. Anybody lost a phone before? Did you know that there's an actual fear called mobophobia? Really. And people freak out. It's that anxiety that you feel when you can't find an electric outlet and you know your bae might text you and it's gonna it's gonna be, you know, really bad if you can't respond because she's gonna think you dumped her and then it's going on Facebook, so you gotta plug the thing in. That's that's the kind of anxiety that Jesus is talking about. But it might be a little bit more than losing a phone. It might be a little bit like losing a kid or a cat. Maybe not a cat, but a kid. and. So, you know, I, I have a tendency to lose things. I think I've shared some of this before in my, my messages. And I've, I've lost, you know, lots of things, clothes, wallets, phones. One time, Sammy, our son, I didn't realize I was supposed to bring him home with me from church, so I lost him. Um, so it's not fun. But one, one occasion in particular that sticks out in my mind happened when Stacy and I were with our family. We were up in Yosemite, and we were hiking together. We went up to this place called Vernal Falls. It's beautiful. And we get about halfway up, we stop, we're enjoying the mist and the, the, the beauty there at Yosemite. And finally, we go all the way to the top with our whole family, my extended family, my three kids, and we're making our way back down. And about halfway back down, there's a spot that you can stop and use the restroom. So we all stop, we get some water, we're drinking, and we're having a conversation. And then we look up and we're like, okay, we got one, two, where's Cademan? And that's a phrase we say often in our family, where's Cademan? <laughs> We do. It's, it, we lose him all the time. You can see him here. Where's Cademan? I know he looks a lot like his mom. He's a good looking kid. And so we're like, where's Cademan? At first it doesn't worry us because like 30, 45 seconds, he, he's, he's going to come back. So we go over to the restroom and he's not there in the restroom. So we're like, okay, something's not right. We go in the men, maybe he's, you know, in the women's, he's not in the women's. So we're like, okay, something, something's wrong. And about that moment, my heart starts to Beat fast. And I look over, and there's a picture of these two children the year before that have drowned in the river that comes down from Vernal Falls. So I, I just go into full panic mode. And Stacy sprints one way, I sprint the other way, and we are both screaming at the top of our lungs Cademan, Cademan, where are you? Where are you? It's not like we're like, well, we got two out of three. Why don't we just go back down? To just, who cares? We, we, are, we are relentless in our pursuit after this one child just screaming, I don't care if I look like a fool. I don't care what these people think of me. I do it in a heartbeat again. And we're leveraging everything we can. Scream with us. Where's Cademan? Come on. Cademan, Cademan. I'm up. She's down. And finally, Stacy gets about 100 yards down. And Cademan is just walking back to the car like nothing's wrong. And he just comes moseying back in like, what? Did you miss me? And I have thought that he has drowned. And I'm like, should I punch you or hug you? I'm not sure what I should do. (laughs) So with with a big embrace, it was one of the most joyous moments of my entire life. Never had I been more grateful than the fact that I had this kid in this moment because I thought he was lost and now he was found. And Jesus says, that's God's heart for every human being. That's how much he loves you. That's how much he loves humanity. And Jesus then goes on to describe what happens when the lost child or the lost sheep gets found. He says, and when he's found it, he lays it on his shoulders. He rejoices. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and his neighbors. And he says to them, rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. We're going to throw a party together and we're going to celebrate the fact that this sheep was lost. Now he's found. And then Jesus makes a statement, and this is what I want us to hear. He says, so I tell you that there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous people who don't need to repent. That's the value system of heaven. The value system is that the good shepherd would leave the 99 who are already found in search of the one who's lost, And when he finds him, he'll bring him back and he'll throw a party to celebrate that he is home, he's returned. And scripture is saying that what happens on earth matters in heaven. That the things that we do on a day-to-day basis really are noticed by God and they are seen in heaven. And oftentimes the things that we celebrate here on planet earth are mourned in heaven. And oftentimes the things that go unnoticed on planet earth are the things that are celebrated and rejoiced in heaven. So right now, I'd like for you to know that this year alone, there are 259 people that have made first-time decisions to follow Jesus through the ministry of South Bay Church this year alone. And every time that somebody is contemplating in their heart, are they gonna surrender their life to Jesus? There's a war for that heart that is happening. And that moment when that person puts their trust and faith in Jesus and turns from an old way of life and they turn to God. There is a party in heaven that is thrown over every lost soul that surrenders and yields their life to God. There are (laughs) angels that are standing there rejoicing. And sometimes I think about this in terms of church because the church I grew up in, there wasn't much celebration. There wasn't much partying. People looked like they had been watching C-SPAN when they came into church (laughs) And sometimes I wanted to shake people to say, how is it that we can get more excited when our football team scores a touchdown than we do when somebody turns their soul to Jesus and experiences eternity with him? How can we be more excited over a promotion at work than the fact that God came from heaven to earth and died on a cross and conquered the grave and stands victorious? So for me, I'm going to throw a party. I'm gonna celebrate, there might be things that are not right in the world, and there are things that are grieving the heart of God, but the way that we frame them has to come through the lens of the fact that Jesus has conquered the grave and lives are being changed, and we as a church, we wanna celebrate and we wanna rejoice in that. So we have a statement here that we say, every number, every 259 that have made decisions to follow Jesus, every number is a name, and every name is a story and every story matters to God. They all do. So today we're going to party. We're going to have some fun. You guys ready to have some fun in just a few minutes? But we're going to party through a different lens today. We're going to party through the lens of the fact that when somebody goes into the water and they come out, that's not their moment of salvation necessarily. It could be their moment that they're putting their trust in Jesus, but it represents that eternal decision to trust in the God of the universe. So now we have confidence that that person will spend all eternity with Jesus. That one day when it's over, there'll be no more pain, no more sorrow. That they'll be in his presence forever, for all of eternity. So we as a church, we want to rejoice. We want to shout. It's okay to get a little bit loud. It's okay to go woohoo like that and put our hands together. For this one soul that Jesus came To give his life on a cross for, that Jesus conquered the grave for. And today you might be here and you've never experienced that love. And what God wants you to know is he wants you to know that you're the one. In fact, I want to tell you about one, one person that's going to be baptized today. I want you to see a picture of Kathy. This is Kathy. She's being baptized in the 10 a.m. service. Can we give it up for Kathy? And I first met Kathy a couple of years ago in Alpha, which is awesome. It's a place where people are exploring faith. They can come. They're atheist, agnostic, explore. That's kind of where she was when she started coming to South Bay, but very open, wanting to know truth. And over the course of Alpha and then coming back to South Bay each week, her boyfriend Johnson, who he was looking for, listen to this, he wasn't coming to South Bay, but he was looking for a place that he could bring his girlfriend And she could hear about the message of Jesus in a way that would bring her in and draw her in. So he started bringing her to South Bay. She's going to Alpha. And then eventually makes a decision to follow Jesus. Fully yields her life to him. Was never pressured by Alpha or her boyfriend. Just simply loved. And that love was powerful enough to change her life. And now she will spend eternity with Jesus forever in heaven. Because of you, because of Johnson, because of the ministry of this church. So we celebrate. We rejoice in that. And some of you today, you're Kathy. You're where she was when she started coming to South Bay. And Jesus today wants you to know you're the one. In fact, what's interesting about the way Jesus tells the story is that in their culture, they would have understood a shepherd and an owner as being two entirely different people. They would have seen the shepherd and he would have been the hired hand from the owner to care for the sheep. And then sometimes they would even send somebody else out to go look for the lost sheep. But Jesus says, actually, he merges them all together and says the owner, the shepherd, and the one that goes out, were all one. And he's pointing out the fact that he's the good shepherd. He's the one that came. He left the glory and comfort of heaven and he would do it all for one, for you alone. And today he's making an invitation to you if you've never received his love. He came to die on a cross for your sins. He conquered the grave so you can have hope, so that you can know God. And simply not by working religiously, by pushing with all the rules and all the regulations, but by trusting in Jesus And faith with what He's done on a cross and His resurrection relationship between you and God can begin this moment. And you can turn to God and yield your life to Him. You don't have to get your life right. You can simply turn right now in this moment. And what we will do is we will throw a party and celebrate for you today because your life is forever being changed. So in just a moment, I want to give you an opportunity to do that. But I want to talk to some of you who have already made that decision and you've not gone public with that decision. Today is your day to go public, to let the world know that you've decided to follow Jesus. So in just a moment, we're going to party. We're going to sing a fun song together. We're going to maybe dance a little bit. And this is your moment to slip out to the back. We have some folks in the back at all of our campuses. If you guys can make some noise, they're ready for you. Um, They're going to help you get the supplies that you need to take the step to get baptized. We have clothes. We have t-shirts. We have product, feminine products. We have blow dryers. We have it all. We want to help you today to take that step. So when we stand in just a moment, uh, we're going to invite you to slip out, go to the back and they'll get you directed to our lobbies where you can get some resources, get changed and be baptized after the service. Others of you, in just a moment, we wanna invite you to receive God's grace into your life. And for those of us who are the 99, who are already found by Jesus, may today be a day that we reorient our lives around what God cares about and what matters most to him that as we celebrate these changed lives and all of our services, we rejoice in the fact that God cares about every one of these people. Every story matters to him. And he really does, really does love and rejoices from heaven over their lives being changed by the love of Jesus. Will you stand with me, all of our campuses, as we're about to make some noise, get loud together. Bow your heads with me for just a moment. If you're here today and you've never received God's love into your life, today can be that moment that you trust in Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins. Would you just tell him right now in this moment, God, I need you. Jesus, I believe that you died on a cross for my sins. And I believe that you've come that I might have life. I want to receive your forgiveness right now in this moment. If you tell him, he'll step in. Not based on your perfection or religion, but based on his grace his mercy, his death, his burial and resurrection, your trust in him, salvation is yours today. So just tell him, Father, I thank you for all the people today at all of our campuses who are yielding their lives to you. We celebrate this in Jesus' name. We celebrate their lives being changed in Jesus' name. Others of you today... You're going to take that step right now in this moment to go public with your faith. You're going to slip out to the back. You're going to be baptized as we sing this song. Don't be shy. Jesus died on a cross. He conquered the grave for you. And now he's asking you today to make that decision. So slip out in just a moment. Father, thank you for your love. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you that you're here in this place. We honor you and praise you. And right now we want to celebrate the fact that you're changing lives for this church. That you are moving powerfully. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hey, slip out if you want to be baptized. Let's make some noise together as we celebrate Jesus.